0: And Welcome to Saturday Sit Down. I'm your host, Bro Martin, and I'm really excited about this guest. So I'm not going to introduce him. I'm going to allow him to do it. So special guest, tell us who you are, what you're about, what you do, and why.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me first off. I am Dustin Rucker. Uh, several people around the globe know me as Slim or Disciple Slim. I'm the International Sergeant at Arms for Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club. I also uh, play drums at the Edge Church in Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I'm at right now. That's my Sunday morning office right up there. I am a son in the house of Capitol Royal Dynasty, a ministry out of uh, Cape Town, South Africa. That's where I'm ordained through. And I head and lead Compass Rose Ministries, which is a ministry at the parachurch organization primarily about coaching, counseling, and educating believers.
0: Awesome. Amen. So I have a privilege and a blessing here. I've known you, obviously, Disciple of Slim. But um, if you would, for our viewers and listeners, Tell us how you came by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ.
1: Well, I uh, spent the first couple of years of, I guess, my formative education from kindergarten through third grade at a Christian school. And then due to my parents' um, feelings and opinions on some of the things from, from the church at the time, they pulled me out of that. So I had a little bit of an introduction to some of those principles very young in life. And then it was taken out of my life, and at 15, I walked up to a local church to skateboard one Wednesday night and actually to buy some some, uh, illegal substances from one of the other kids in the youth group, and ended up getting roped into going to their class, and an adult in that class really uh, showed that she cared about me as a person, and so that really endeared me. Uh, to the church, and so I went back a lot, and that's when I got to know about Jesus through high school and through the first couple of years of college. Then I made some poor life choices, and a few years later in 2005, I got out of jail Thanksgiving Day and found a man of God and told him I didn't want to live that life anymore, and I went on a spiritual cleansing journey and getting to know God personally and really trying to get in tune with holy spirit and and so really since 2005 the last 15 years have been um my my intimate journey with god
0: amen amen we talk about journeys right that's that's a powerful journey but you know being a christian is not always easy right and i i tend to quote johnny cash here he says being a christian isn't for sissies it takes a real man to live for god a lot more man than to live for the devil. So with that being said, maybe share your most challenging, humbling time in your walk in faith.
1: That would be for me whenever I left uh, a ministry called Hearts Cry Ministries. I was the head deacon there. I was a part of that ministry for eight years. I got clean in that ministry. I learned what it was to be a man of God in that ministry. Uh, my first spiritual father came out of that, out of that ministry, and some things sh- uh, shifted in the direction and in the leadership there, and there was a, a, a spiritual attack on my family, and I needed to put my family in a different position. And so stepping away from that, um, was definitely a struggle to to keep my family together, to keep us on our our overarching course. Uh, even though, like, you know, coming from a place of, oh, well, I've I've got you know these deacons under me in ministry, these people rely on me. I teach, I I pray for, I do house visits. Like, I'm I'm doing so much of the burden on my life, and now I'm going to. I'm going to walk away from that. I'm going to leave that and and have to be okay with that. And it was one of those times, it was a big trust moment for me with God, but it was also just very humbling to step into uh, just being a believer and not having an office.
0: Hmm. Amen. Um, Now, being a Christian isn't always tough and challenging, right? There is victorious times. There's wonderful blessings. There's the mountaintop, right? Maybe share with our viewers and listeners, maybe the most victorious celebratory time in your ministry.
1: Oh, well, one of the most beautiful things I have about that is South Africa. I had never been to South Africa, never been out of the country. And in 2013, a man spoke into my life and said, uh, the spirit that is in you, Needs to, needs to be in South Africa. Your feet need to touch South African soil one day. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Travel is fun. And uh, years later, I end up in Disciple, Christian Motorcycle Club, and we were starting a charter in Johannesburg, South Africa. And the, uh, the international president told me that I was on the list to go and start a charter in South Africa. <laughs> And when I got off the plane, my first plane flight ever, 17 hours long, (laughs) um, from Atlanta, Georgia in the U.S. to Johannesburg, South Africa, and walking off that plane and touching that ground for the first time, it was just, um, like I said, it was was like prophecy fulfilled. It was a dream come true. It was such a high watermark to go and and hang out with an entirely different culture. But there again, for the biking community, so much of the culture was the same. You know, we're, we're on a, in a different hemisphere on the other side of the globe, yet the bikers were still bikers. And, <laughs> and so there was, there was so much beauty and, and just uh, it, it was a really just incredible experience.
0: It's awesome. Let me ask you a question here. Um, I'm going to ask you what are the top three things? So if if someone wants to think about or remember you, what are the top three things that you ardently, sincerely believe in? Top three things that you want people to remember disciple Slim by?
1: Mm. Well, that would would definitely be righteousness, pursuing righteousness. Um, I think that to be a born-again believer— is to enter into a state of being right with God, and that doesn't mean uh, that we are continually losing our righteousness. It just means that it gets deeper and better. You know, it's like a it's like a fine wine. It just gets better, and the flavors come out more and more as it ages. You know, or like a good steak with good seasoning. You know, it just pulls out. The so righteousness is a is a big one for me. Um, peacefulness and humility. I, I think that. If we are are focused on ourselves to the point of being above others, then we lose that connection to elevate other people. And I don't want to be over anyone. It's not that I'm better than anyone. I want everyone to be better. And so as I continue in righteousness, I have to stay humble because I realize I want everyone else to move up as well. And a, and a big one, the reason why my ministry is called Compass Rose is because we're all on a journey. And uh, I wish that everyone would, would be introspective from time to time to course correct. You know, through life, when we discover our true north point, our destiny of this is where I'm going, this is what God has for me, I'm going to go that way. Well, maybe there's a mountain that we need to go around mm-hmm. or go over or even go under. And so sometimes we have to go through some interesting experiences and and adjust our direction in life in order to get to our true north. And so don't ever get down in the dumps too bad. You've You've never lost your way completely as long as you're focusing on that true north.
0: Amen. That's powerful. You know, whether you're working in, uh, you know, corporate America, you're in ministry, there's always goals and objectives no matter what. You know, in Proverbs it says, without a vision, the people perish. So maybe share with um, our viewers and our listeners, what is the top goal that you may have here for 2020? Now, I know with this virus, things have changed and the social distancing. But if you had a top goal that you would like to see to completion, by the year end of year 2020, what would that be? Well,
1: so uh, at the end of 2019, I was given uh, a, a vision of some more seminars, some day long seminars, and some more training and equipping to do uh, for men, uh, women, family groups, things like that. And I've got materials prepared. And yes, due to you know COVID 19 and what's going on with that, it has uh, slow the rollout of some of those things, but I still, I feel a burden to get that information out uh, to people, so by the end of 2020, um, I am standing on still being able to sow into the earth what I need to get out there, and I want to go and see people. With the COVID-19, honestly, the way that it's shifted my goals a little bit is, is peace, In Scripture, it says that believers have peace that surpasses all understanding. And I I really, my kind of mantra over the last month has been to to believers, if you don't feel peace through all of this, then it's time to pray. Amen. If if you do feel peace through all this, it's time to walk it out. Mm. So now, even in the midst of all of, uh, of the quarantines and the government shutdowns and the layoffs, I, I want to go out and just be at peace and not worried and not walking out of fear day to day
0: with people. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. The, uh, you'll hear me close sometimes and say shalom. So we're looking for shalom type of peace, right?
1: Yes. Yes. The complete, you know, that, that word shalom, that's why like uh, a lot of Hebrew speakers will say Shabbat shalom for mm-hmm. Sabbath peace. And that's a resting peace. That's a comfort and a security kind of peace, yeah. you know, where you can let your guard down. Uh, it, to me, what comes to mind with that is in, in Psalms where it talks about be still and know that I am God. You can just relax and let the, let the things of this world grow strangely dim.
0: Amen. Amen. So tell us, tell uh, my viewers and I, how can we best support you?
1: Um, Well, so DiscipleChristianMotorcycleClub.com. You can check out my motorcycle club that I'm a member of. I do have a donations page on the donations bar if you drop down uh, Disciple Slim's Mission. I do a lot of missionary work. A lot of what I do uh, in the club and outside of the club is is missionary-type works. And you can also find me on Facebook at uh, Dustin Slim Rucker, DCMC my public figure page. I work very ardently to uh, keep my response rate rapid. <laughs> and also uh, Compass Rose Ministries on Facebook. You can find me there as well. Uh, that's where I do some more of my teaching stuff and, and, and things like that. So those are three great places to get me and hit me up on Messenger through uh, the Dustin Slim Rucker DCMC. And I'd love to connect with, with everybody and anybody.
0: Awesome. Awesome. One final thing I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, you know, obviously I'm familiar with Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club and I've been tremendously blessed. I've grown a lot through my experience with Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club. But if I had to ask you of all the different things in your journey, whether it's the memorization, right, whether it's the mission or the vision, what has impacted you the most in your experience with Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club? Um.
1: I'm gonna give two things. Number one, for years I was not a big fan of the restrictiveness of denominations. I'm not coming out saying that denominationalism is wrong or anything like that, but I've I've not liked some of the, the walls put up by certain mindsets in the denominational world. And so with disciple that we have this you know, myriad of denominations and backgrounds, uh, bringing, you know, every flavor of Protestantism and the Orthodox and the Catholics together to come to the basic tenets of our faith and realize that there's some things that we can agree to disagree on. But at the end of the day, it is Christ that unites us. That is uh, a definite, just heart sin to me. And, uh, You know, we do, like you mentioned, the memorization, we use a lot of tools, and very early on in Cotton Town, the mother charter that I'm a part of, I was introduced to what we call the four questions. And that is, you know, what is God telling you to be obedient about? Why is he telling you that? What does the scriptures say about that? And what are you going to do about it? And we were told that those questions could be asked at any time. And I still will, will phone up brothers and prospects and everyone else from time to time and just give them a random call and say, hey, what's the voice of the Lord telling you to be obedient about? Because I, and I don't want a fake answer. You know, if you haven't been praying, you haven't been hearing from the Lord, then tell me that. But knowing that you could get asked that all the time made me like, okay, I cannot let the ball drop on my spiritual walk, I have to be continually going uh, to my prayer closet and building my intimacy so that I've got something that God's working with me right now so that whenever somebody asks me that, I can give them a real answer. And, you know, at first it was being afraid because I didn't want to mess up. And then it became just a, a comfort thing of, I was confident in having an answer. And now it's built a habit of, you know, wow, I really, I don't feel a real fresh direction today. It's time for me to hit my knees and hit my Bible and sort this out.
0: Amen. Amen. That's powerful. Well, Disciple Slim, I appreciate your time. Um, I'll pray for your ministry. Pray for uh, your works within Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. And if we can do maybe a virtual fist bump, Can we do that? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks again for your time. And viewers, look, listen, you have a choice on the day that you'll have. It's about attitude and perspective. So make it a great day because you truly have a choice in making it a great day. And may you launch each day with purpose. Navigate with principles and explore with passion. Shalom.
1: Shalom. Amen. Amen. Oh, 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 oh,